Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. <laughs> First announcement. Happy birthday, Jessica! <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you her birthday was actually on the 7th mm-hmm. but um we are celebrating together today yes and i'm so excited for the festivities today yes we have a big day planned we are recording this episode mm-hmm, which is then always a good time we are going to go to a local um crystal shop mm-hmm. peruse perusing crystals what could be better than specimens that? Mm-hmm. get their vibes <laughs> And then we will be going to lunch at this, like, Mediterranean tapas place Mm -hmm. that's in the next town over, where it's a little more fancier than my trashy town. (laughs) It's, like, so fancy that their menu was on Instagram only. Oh. You know that's I was like, ooh. That's how hip it is. That's how cool it is, guys. Oh my god, it's It's almost too cool for us. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we have a nice, fun day planned. Mm -hmm. And with that, we are in the throes (laughs) of back to school. (laughs) Going back to school. (laughs) And we had started off with Now and Then catch that episode out uh i think we had a lot of fun with that one Mm -hmm. brought back a lot of memories Mm -hmm. and then today of course we have rock and roll high school and then we're gonna end august with jawbreaker Mm -hmm. yes and i i also realized where i was like oh we had technically have three episodes this month and there is also a blue moon this month and it's in my birth sign. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, the Jawbreaker is like our Blue Moon episode. <laughs> I'm for it. Because right? it's very um, creepy girl power. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool, cool. That's what I'm going to dub that one. Uh, but yeah, that's, so that's going to be what's in store for us. Um, also, shout out to your journal sister, Rachel. She has interacted a little bit on the Facebook page and um, her and I chit-chatted. I told her that I would make her a keychain or something. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. I've been so busy. I was out of town last weekend. I got to hang out with a bunch of bats for another <laughs> friend's birthday. Um, everyone I know's birthdays. I'm friends with a lot of Leos. <laughs> Leos and, roll. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Rachel, I just wanted to let you know I haven't forgot about you. I will be making those. Who is also a Leo. Oh, look at that. (laughs) So it'll be like her little birthday present too almost. Awesome. And then to some of our other Discord members, uh, shout out to Christopher today because he was Mm -hmm. the one who recommended Rock and Roll High School. Um, Also, I want to make some like magnets, like cool like VHS like magnets or something and to send to you guys over at Time Shifters Podcast. Again, I want to do a lot of things, but do I do them <laughs> is another matter. <laughs> Life sometimes gets in the way. A little, little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so I'm working on it. Just know I haven't forgot. <laughs> other than that, what have you been up to? So um, not much. You know, on my actual birthday, I fully immersed myself in the new Avatar. Oh, of water. so how was it? With headphones on. Um, you know, I'm a sucker for Avatar. Mm-hmm. I 
was the right age and it was the right like 3D experience when it came out in theaters mm-hmm. that it was like yeah. beautiful to me like <gasps> tear to the eye oh wow <laughs> like I loved it that much I did see the first one um in theaters uh meh. in 3D I I don't know if I no I don't think I saw it in 3D I it was have, like the best 3D I think I I'd ever seen I have yet to actually go see a 3D movie I think mm, Andrew really? they make Andrew sick Okay. Andrew can't do much of 3D, so I'm chill with it either way. I, I could care less, really, to be yeah. honest. Uh, I like 3D rides, though, okay. So he'll ride those. He just, like, has to take the glasses off sometimes and, like, just not look at this. So, so he doesn't get motion sickness. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's basically just, like, slinging you around and you got these weird glasses on. eyes <laughs> So he's like, no, this just makes me feel sick. I'm not having fun. <laughs> Um, so I get it. That sucks for you. Yeah. But those no, are my favorite rides. I was never uh, really on board with Avatar. I don't... Yeah. It was no. okay. It was okay. Oh, it, I loved it's it. It's not that I don't hate it. Were, I'm not like, I was shit. kind of like a um, live action fern gully. For no, no. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> and in 3D. Like it was in like the love story. It was beautiful. I also got slight um, left hand of darkness vibes. I don't know if you've read that book, but it's mm. um, by Ursula K. Le Guin. I really like it. Um, it's though like this guy who comes to a planet, like, you know, that kind of situation a little bit. So I kind of, um, I felt like it was just a tale as old as time, if you will. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that like was lacking for me. It was just very tropey, I guess, to where it was pretty though. Like, yeah, it's a very pretty movie. Yeah. And I think that's what James Cameron can be the most proud of probably, you know, is, is these feats that he's always trying to, um like surpass of yeah. like what he can what he's capable of doing right which of course is admirable and he, <laughs> i feel like he nails it yeah he does no he does do it i give him that i totally get it so yeah i, ha- I haven't seen yeah the new one i mean it was three hours long first off that's why i haven't seen the new one <clears throat> but you know i had pizza i had popcorn oh there you go <laughs> so you did like a yeah full immersion like movie andrew's been wanting to do it and we do have like a we have a good tv situation Mm -hmm. like it's good for watching movies at home yeah we have certain like dune was amazing we didn't even see that in theaters we we saw it at home with the streaming and everything um and loved it i enjoyed every minute so i feel like we could get away with Mm -hmm. with checking it out and andrew wants to definitely so yeah i enjoyed it nice Mm mm-hmm and it was still, like, beautiful because it had a lot of, like, water and underwater scenes, which I, I've always loved. I will say I did appreciate when we all went to Disney together and we did the Avatar ride there. Yes. The, oh, my gosh. Which one was it? The one where you're flying, though, flight on of, the thing. Flight of Pandora. Yeah, Flight of Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that was a blast. That was fun. That one, like, took my breath away. It was. It was so immersive. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'll, yeah. I, I it was that. almost, like, a religious experience for me. <laughs> amazing you felt like you were there <laughs> it's like it was really on pandora i know <laughs> i have to think that section though of animal kingdom is gorgeous yeah like they really did do a good it, job they did it's fully immersive i love it that's why i love disney man like it's whatever you whatever you want to say about disney they do it right Mm-hmm. Those Imagineers, mm-hmm. give it to them. <laughs> they are Imagineering. They are Imagineering <laughs> like a motherfucker. Oh, so what else you been watching? Um, I restarted House. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. 
Take me back. Take me back to <laughs> back then city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh man, I forgot how old the show actually is. I feel like it was just a few years ago. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 2006. Maybe, when yeah. When it started, I, I think, think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was. Like I was done with high school. Yeah. When it started. It's just crazy. Andrew and I watched it a lot together when we were like first dating. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching that. I watched that movie, The Whale, with Brendan Fraser. Oh, how was that? Um, the acting was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you know, I had, uh, I can't remember her name, but Max from Stranger Things. The redheaded girl. Oh. It had her in it. Nice. Um, Brendan Fraser. And he's just supposed to be a, a morbidly... Morbidly obese. Obese man. Yes. And that's it, right? Like, that's the story? It's And then it's based on a play. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I would have liked it more if I would have known that. Because I was like, oh, okay, it makes more sense. Because... Uh, were they kind of, like, paying an homage to, like, stage plays a little bit? A little bit. Mm. Um, just because it didn't really... I don't feel like it took place outside of, like, there wasn't a whole lot of outside shots, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, And then just the way it ended, I was like, and then when I (laughs) found out that, I scoffed. (laughs) And then when I found out it was a play, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) You're like, that makes more sense. I feel like it'd be, like, fit to see in, like, person, like dramatically on stage. Uh, You know what I mean? Okay, I get you. But when I'm watching a movie, I want, like, a concrete like i don't know i don't want to ruin anything but okay spoilers it's one of it's one of those kind of movies yeah i didn't like the ending but the acting was in my opinion i yeah i think i'll watch it for brendan fraser's performance probably alone and i mean it's his big comeback so i gotta i gotta support that yeah (laughs) the renaissance Oh, I like that. That might have to be uh, the From next theme. That's, I think that might be September. Oh, hey. Because I love Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I we do could too. do. We could pick out quite a few of his movies, probably. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've always loved Brendan Fraser. I have been doing the same old, same old. More Dragon Ball Z. Oh, wow. <laughs> I am committed. I have now watched... Well over 100 episodes. Probably, oh no, over 120 now. Man. And one of the movies. I am committed. Super fan. I am super, I'm becoming a super Saiyan. (laughs) If you watch this show, you'll get that. By the end of this show, I'm going to be glowing. (laughs) I'll have absorbed so much. (laughs) It's, um, it's getting better and better. I'm in the perfect Cell Saga right now to where... Uh, he, he's hosting a tournament and then he's going to destroy the world, (laughs) but he has to have a good old tournament to start off and Goku, they're finishing up their training. Fucking Gohan is like a super Saiyan now. Kids like fucking 10 or something. It's awesome. No, I am loving every minute of it. It just has such that old school cartoon vibe that I just grew up loving that I'm like, I'm down. I can watch it every fucking day. And I'm happy. <laughs> and it's, uh, I don't know, giving me joy right now. So yeah. I'm sticking with it. That's... And then when I've watched a little too much Dragon Ball Z, I've been, uh, the new Fall Asleep show, I'm just taking it real comforting. And I'm uh, watching some Triple D. Oh, yes. <laughs> My man. 
<laughs> Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yep. Guy Fieri. <laughs> so, it's just something nice to also have on. That is my new falling to sleep show. Yep. That's always a good one. Andrew even made a joke saying... What's it streaming on? Um, I found it on Max. And they had like all of okay. the seasons. What? Yeah, because there was somewhere else that it was streaming before. and But they only ever had like... I don't know. I think it was like six or seven seasons. It was like, I knew I was like, there's way more than this. And they didn't have all of them. But yeah, Max, it was like all of them on nice. It was a ton. So uh, yeah, Andrew even made the comment that it was uh, taking him back to like early 2000s cable days. He was like, I feel like I'm at home with my grandparents. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, I get vibes of like, I would watch this like late at night and I'd be like eating a snack and I'd be in my living room like watching, <laughs> watching Triple D on <laughs> Food Network. <laughs> like I always watched the late night Food Network when I was in like my oh, late yeah. teens, early Same. 20s. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm bringing back that nostalgia. Nice. I've been needing comfort lately, so... And this fucking heat has been killing like us. Guy Fieri. Yes, you. yes, Guy Fieri had a time. <laughs> now if I could just get um, the other one that had uh, Chef Duff or whatever, the cake. Um, oh, Charm yeah, City yeah. Cakes, was yeah, that it? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. You put those two on, I'm in heaven. Yeah. Take me back. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so that's what I've been up up to, trying oh, to beat I, the heat. Yeah, because I found a little bit ago, I went through um, Best Dishes Paula Deen, the one that was out when I was like in high school. Yeah, yeah, like like the OG one. Yeah, the original one. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh man, I have watched a lot of Sandra D too. So my homemade with Sandra D or Sandra D is from Greece. And like the fifties reference or the um, old school. I think her name was Sandra. But wasn't her name Sandra D? Yeah, I thought so. And she like put vodka and everything. She always had a, a cocktail. cocktail. And that's why and a tablescape. One of the best compliments I got was I believe it was Becky. Shout out Becky. Um, I had like said made a comment because when you come to my little when people come to my little gatherings, I always have my little cocktail. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I have a tablescape. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I she made me feel like that was a requirement for eating. It, it is, and I take it very seriously. <laughs> Cocktail tablescape. Anyway, that's what we've been up Anywho. to. Anywho, so let's get this over with, so we can go have some fun. Damn it. <laughs> So, in this episode, we watched 1979's Rock and Roll High School. It was directed by Alan Arkush. The screenplay was by Richard Whitley, Russ Vonch, Joseph McBride. Story by Alan Arkush and Joe Dante. Produced by Michael Fennell. It was also executively produced by Roger fucking Corman, who we he always hear so much about. He's always in the works of some kind of films or people, apparently almost everyone's worked under him in Hollywood during a certain era of time, including like Coppola, you know, people mm. like that. Like okay. he's that kind of guy. So it was starring PJ Souls, Vince Van Patten, Clint Howard, Day Young, and Laura Ramones. Cinematography was by Dean Cundy. It was edited by Larry Bach and Gail Werbin. Uh, music by Ed Stasium and obviously the Ramones. <laughs> it was distributed by New World Pictures. Uh, the release date was 
They are putting August 24th, 1979. I do have a little follow-up trivia with that. The running time was 93 minutes. Uh, and the budget was around two hundred to 300000 is what I'm seeing. So it was yeah. very low budget. Yeah. Um, the high school is called Vince Lombardi High. Uh, when I was initially watching this, I was like... Well, I know there's like a Lombardi trophy in football. I'm mm-hmm. like pretty sure that's a coach. But then part of me was like getting it confused with Guy Lombardo, who was a Canadian <laughs> violinist of the 1920s. <laughs> so just just putting that out there so you don't get confused They're either. Not the same person. <laughs> not the same name either. <laughs> it sounded familiar to me too, and I looked it up, and I was like, okay, I don't know anything about football. Yeah, but um, you might have been thinking of Maybe Guy I Lombardo because <laughs> that I was that's who I was familiar with. <laughs> but I do watch enough football with my husband where I am familiar with the Lombardi Trophy or whatever enough um (laughs) so i just thought i'd throw that fun fact in there first off so um the genesis plot uh was based on a favorite story that was told uh to the film's original writer um by his father raymond e mcbride of the milwaukee journal um he staged a walkout from his superior wisconsin central high school in the 1920s so i guess it was just some some family story loosely based it's funny this movie feels like there were so many multiple people in this weird way that they all came together to make this movie uh that they've always kind of were all inspired or had in mind in some way which i think it was just funny because it connects like teenage rebellion in general and then all of these people felt that same thing and always wanted to like make a movie about that so uh it kind of came together that way because roger corman Uh, He was looking to also just make a more modern teen film, similar to ones that he made in his early career in the 60s. And at this point in 79, they're about to go into the 80s. Um, But he wanted to have more focus on current music. He had Cheap Trick in mind. (laughs) Um, But because of, like, schedule conflicts and all other things, had to find an alternative um someone uh in the film one of the actors in the film paul bartell had kind of suggested the ramones and then of course the director arkush he also had always wanted to like make this like high school musical kind of thing yeah like uh with rebellion and, and angst uh was also his dream so when i believe he was kind of getting on board already with directing And then when the Ramones came on, he was, like, even more excited for it. Because apparently at the time, the Ramones, when this was filmed, if you lived outside of New York in that area, you weren't going to really know who they were yet. They were not, like, mainstream, blow-up kind of band. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I thought that they were more popular in, like, the... Not yet. 70s. Well, like I said, within their area. So if you were in New York City, I mean, there's millions of people in New York City. So, yeah, if you kind of made it in New York, do you really care if some asshole in Idaho knows about you? Yeah. True. In 1979. But if you're trying to be like, which is funny because the Ruins actually got their name. They took from the Beatles, uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, I guess he would use the name something Ramon as, like, his mm. alias to check in. And they're like, oh, we'll just add, like, an E at the end of it and call ourselves the Ramones. So I feel like they did kind of, they were looking for success in some manner. So, yeah. so this movie is kind of what, uh, I guess, spearheaded that for them. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, this is about the release date. Uh, 
more facts when I was looking, it's kind of hard to find a specific one. I don't know why they gave that specific one on um, Wikipedia. Because apparently Corman only had 100 to 150 prints made. Because he was always more interested in saving money. He never wanted his films to exceed 89 minutes because that was four reels to one can. <laughs> so the 89 minute marker, which we love, turns out I probably was done for that reason a lot with many other films, not just Corbin films. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, interesting. So I thought that was fun. Um so it didn't really have a wide release. It kind of traveled through theaters throughout the United States, almost like a band would. So I thought that was kind of like made a rock tour. and roll. Yeah, yeah. It made a tour. <laughs> um, it really had terrible screenings, though, in Texas and New Mexico. So then the director was like, well, let's wait until like more in the summer to like release it in the bigger cities. So then they went to San Francisco. And then the Ramones scheduled concerts in San Francisco, mm, nice. too. And then it started doing better. And uh, then they went and did in Chicago. And they started doing like a double bill. So like they would play it after whatever movie people came to see. So like literally it was playing alongside like Dawn of the Dead. And -hmm. people were still doing a lot of revival showings in Greece. So then it was playing and then people were staying and watching it. So that's kind of how they were able to get um, more audiences around the country to stay for this like punk rock teenage movie um and it ended up working so then it started doing well and kind of put the ramones like more on the map uh, uh, for like all of middle america <laughs> so basically uh riff randall our main protagonist mm-hmm, she is played by pj souls and uh at the time did become quite an inspiring like female figure for teenagers and everything around that and kind of the rock and roll scene um her real name is pamela jane and um, she actually made her film debut in 1976's uh, Carrie. Oh. Uh, she was Norma Watson. And she also portrayed Linda Vanderklok in John Carpenter's Halloween in 78. Um, and then, of course, this film in 79. Uh, she was also in a film called Breaking Away. She was in Private Benjamin, <laughs> Stripes, Sweet Dreams, and fucking jawbreaker <laughs> which we'll be watching really yeah because I, I knew i was like gosh she looks so familiar to me and then she was also in the devil's rejects mm. um so yeah she's regarded kind of as a scream queen and she was delightful in the whole movie oh yeah she's so cute. yeah i thought that was just a fun fact about our lead heroine <laughs> <laughs> and then another fun fact because uh, of course in the movie she says her favorite ramon is joey Who's a fucking ghoul, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking walked like Nosferatu <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> He's like creepy pointing. And yes, he like moves his hand weird. He looks so awkward on camera. And I was like, Joey cannot be your favorite. And so I have a little fun fact about my favorite Ramon, who was Dee Dee, the bass player. Yes. And it's was side- it the one with like the bangs no that's johnny who's a dirty republican that's the remote you can't like <laughs> because apparently johnny and joey did not get along because joey is like more of a liberal like punk rocker kind of guy and johnny was always like one of the few people in that scene like who supports the republican party johnny um, did yeah 
So apparently he was actually pretty outspoken, I think, later in life, too, with like his more conservative kind of views. Um, so nobody likes him, Jess. Get with the program. <laughs> I didn't say I liked him. <laughs> I just took. Um, no, the bass player is the the other one. <laughs> not, not with the perfect curtain bang. <laughs> uh, so Dee Dee actually was the band's primary songwriter. Um, he initially was going to be singing, but he can't sing and play bass at the same time. And Joey was the drummer. And then so then they made Joey sing. And the rest is kind of history. Um, Dee Dee was actually, I think, one of the longer uh, band members. He was from 74 to 89. He's the one who provided most of the the lyrics, like, which are kind of weird. Because apparently he was like a male prostitute, I think, at one time. Like, he was a drug addict. I, that's how he passed away, was an overdose. Um, what so, it was? Uh, Dee Dee Ramon, okay. yeah. So, um, and Joey Ramon uh, had passed away of cancer. Yeah. Um, I believe they have all almost passed away. Um... So, yeah, it's kind of, uh, they are legends in that respect because they brought the punk scene um, a little more mainstream in America. The Sex Pistols apparently had turned a lot of Americans off of punk rock. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, Americans did not enjoy the Sex Pistols brand of punk. And I think they came over here and did that tour, and I don't think people were very impressed. And they were kind of just dicks, you know? So people were like, fuck these English twats. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently was uh, the sentiment. So I guess this really kind of helped bring the forefront of of American punk rock, which was about fun and drugs! (laughs) (laughs) Hair of the face. <laughs> so, so with that, Jess is gonna take it away with that you go gold summer. <laughs> Ramon's fanatic and delinquent Riff Randall battles it out with the strict new principal of Vince Lombardi High School, Miss Tober, with help from the Ramones. Yeah, I had subtitles on, so I know what he was saying, but that's not what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) So, to get into it, um, we had never seen this film before. I've actually never heard of it, I don't think. Okay, you never heard of it. I had heard of it, never seen it. Um, It was a little difficult to find in terms of it wasn't, like, rentable. Because I would have preferred that, because I don't do Peacock. It is available on Peacock if you're interested, Mm, and subscribe to them. I Um, I don't. So, when I looked on Amazon, you can't rent it. And then they just say it's available with, like, freebie, and it was on Plex, which I do have the Plex app. But um, on many of those, you have to watch ads. So, I had to watch it with commercials. And I will say that really sucks. (laughs) So, heads up with that. Um, Yeah, so we're just going to get straight into it, since uh, we have no memories or recollections of this film. (laughs) (laughs) It's very much a, I feel like, 70s teenage movie. Um, because a lot of stuff is, like, highly inappropriate, I feel like, in today's terms of what they would, like, 
advertised to teenagers. Oh, for sure. Of course, then I feel like it probably was also pressing boundaries. I mean, they're showing a guy, like, doing cocaine in it and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which, to me, just blew my mind, though, still. I mean, it really, I'm like, oh, it really is, like, punk rock, because they, like, fuck you. <laughs> right. Showing, like, cocaine. Yeah. Like, around literal high schoolers. That, and then, like, the body search thing. Yeah. I was like, hey. There was a little, uh... Things that do not hold up well in this film. Uh, A lot of sexism in terms of, um, like, legit just groping and sexual harassment and assault. Yeah. uh, By the hall monitors. Um, It's very much like a Porky's kind of, you know, that Revenge of the Nerds, like that era that the 70s and 80s had, um, where women were just kind of treated like objects still. uh, Which is a weird juxtaposition, though, considering... PJ Souls the lead, though, is very much, other than being assaulted, an empowering female character. So it's a shame that they did that to her. You know what I mean? Like, but also it's a commentary about the time that all women were probably groped and or sexually harassed as much as they are now as they were then. If not more so then, I'm sure. Right. It was just uh, not as uh, covered up back then. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just not funny anymore. You're right. So, like, there was quite a... a taste in your mouth. Yeah, there were quite a few of those jokes in there to where you're just like, okay. And then there was a few racist ones with a Native American. Right. Um, Also, obviously, did not hold up well. (laughs) So, just, we're going to... We'll just get that out the gate. Yeah, go ahead. Say that that straight away. You're going to see shit like that because it's a fucking 70s movie. And... It doesn't matter how cool the people were, like, it was, like, whatever the acceptable bigotry or racism was at that time that was allowed, they still did it and got away with it then. Yeah, they thought it was, uh, cutting edge or taboo or whatever. Taboo enough to make it punk rock, I guess. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, a little cringy, uh, Mm, watching it. watching it now. Yeah, now. Um, other than that, though... Um, now, I would have loved this movie back in high school, for sure. Absolutely. I was going to say, if I would have watched this... Because that, that stuff, when you're younger, I don't think you... You're just so oblivious to certain right. things where you're not paying attention. Or you um, don't realize that it's, like, racist yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're still very naive and yeah. just arrogant. Or ignorant, excuse me. Right. <laughs> also <laughs> arrogant <laughs> when you're a kid. <laughs> but, yeah, because that aside, it's not, like pervasive in that that's the only jokes in it it does have a lot more of just 70s shtick kind of humor right um and a little sexualized um not overly so i mean they don't show the girls getting like body searched or whatever they just go like oh cavity search and then it zooms out and their hair is all messed up and like they're (laughs) <laughs> like that was the that like, was a little uh. much part. But then they have the other stuff where it's the girl and she's like smoking a doobie in her room because she can't go to the show <laughs> and she's like daydreaming that the Ramones are yeah, singing to her. Fantasizing. Yeah. Part. Oh my god. It was so funny. So funny. And he was so awkward. He was sitting on top of her. <laughs> And she's just like, I was so dreamy. I was so dreamy with those <laughs> pants that had that patch right there. Right on his crotch. <laughs> so it just looked like a dark spot. You're like, I was like, did he piss his <laughs> It was, though, really fun to see, even in 79. I feel like I could see, definitely see people dressed like that today. Oh, yeah. You know, like, um, in that respect, I feel like it was almost timeless. 
um, the way uh, fashion has uh, gone through its cycles, you know, and we're like kind of in one of those cycles right now. And yeah. then, of course, the tight jeans and the leather jackets and the, the hair in the face. Mm-hmm. And the... Very emo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So it was fun. But it, it basically, though, it starts off and progresses as a, a high school uh, teenage movie would. Yeah. Um, you have your dorky running Reese joke Fisk. of a dorky guy. You mm-hmm. have the football players kind of, you know, giving him hell. Um, all of the stereotypical things you want. You have Riff Randall, the rebellious rock girl who's straight out the gate. It is very much a music movie and that you're going to get breaks of just... Uh, Ramon songs like mm. whether he's singing one uh, awkwardly <laughs> <laughs> like when he's like not like just around the band like behind a microphone like he has so much more energy but when he's supposed to be kind of like acting singing it was very awkward to watch the acting in this movie was <laughs> and then Riff has her uh, nerdy kind of bestie oh my god what was her name now Kate? Left me. <laughs> it was such a bore. I mean, I'm like, this girl's fucking name is Riff. Like, come on. That's yeah, awesome. Right. And then, like, <clears throat> Kate, I think, is her name or something. So you also get almost, like, American Graffiti and Animal House vibes. Like, all of these movies around the time. Grease as well, mm. definitely. In that the high school kids all want to kind of rock and roll. They're all having fun. And then the, ooh, a new principal gets... Assign Mrs. Togar, who is break down the house. Very beautiful, though. Like oh, that yeah. lady was hot. And she reminded me of somebody. I'm sure that was so the one. Familiar. It got kind of late last night. I'll be honest, and I kind of forgot to look her up. Yes, because I was getting a little sleepy. Yep, yep. And uh, there's always the the threat of permanent records. Remember when that used to be a threat? Like that was a thing. And like, you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. Anymore. Yeah, and everyone's like, there's I mean, no maybe such... at work, but I don't. I mean. I mean, yeah, if you're going to stay in the same company. But there was always that illusion that there was some kind of government file permanent record. Right. Like, like I mean, sure. dystopian society. There might be, like, in a sense of, like, okay, well, they have my social security number. <laughs> but, like. Well, I guess they think, like, if you progress and become bad enough, you're going to be going to jail. And then you will be having a permanent record you know what i mean yeah but what you did in high school doesn't go on that i mean unless they go to juvie yeah but she's like writing something down in a fucking high school fucking file that no one's gonna give a shit when they graduate so it's always funny that that was like a concept to threaten people with i don't know if it actually was during that time but i always seen it used in films a lot yeah i'm like they know these permanent records don't mean shit because I've never heard a modern day kid ever be threatened with something like that because they aren't stupid. <laughs> oh no, my high school transcripts. <laughs> I and I like how they have the boys room scene because basically it evolves where you have the cute jock guy, the nerdy best friend girl, uh, the rock, rock girl um, in the school. And then you also have Clint Howard of all people. <laughs> Baby Clint Howard. Who was still balding. Who was still balding at like 23. Poor guy. But hey, look how his career has progressed. Like, he has made a very successful life for himself, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he's a fucking Howard. Of course he has. True. And he had just such sparkling eyes. I know. In this film. 
so sparkly. And so he's supposed to be basically like the the high school's like kingpin kind of guy, like the guy you go to for favors and fake IDs and like his whole office and the restroom. And the toilets. And I like how they're all like doing hookah and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, full on hookah. And he's got a grown ass woman as his <laughs> secretary. <laughs> he like pays her the fucking bills. Bathroom. <laughs> So much smoke, it's like the smoking... And I like how Togar is, like, trying to rule this high school with an iron fist, and that's just going on. That's and no, there. no one's ratting out the boys in the boys' room, right. but they're going to go... nobody even goes in there? But they're going to go harass the, the, the girl. Oh, well, of course. Of course. Like, because that's how it is. Of course. In real life. So you find out that the, like, football guy is more into Riff. Because he wants a girl he can basically just fuck. And that's what he thinks of he's going to get. And the other girl, the nerdy girl, Kate, is what we'll call her. Because I can't remember if that's her fucking name or not. Yeah. But, uh, is DTF. Yes. But she wears glasses. So obviously, Even though yuck. she's also still beautiful. Yeah. Um, but She yuck. looks familiar to me, too. Like, I can't place her. Yeah, I think she also did a else. few films around yeah. that. Yeah. So, he goes to Clint Howard, seeing if Clint Howard can arrange a date, I suppose. Right. But I like how they're, like, discussing this, and he's like, yeah, I can get you a riff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they're, like, doing this, like, back, like, fucking bathroom deal. deal. And she has nothing a part of it. Again, these are the little problematic scenes that are <laughs> right. kind of, like, e cringy. Um, but I do like that they never show her, like, dealing with it. Like, she doesn't fucking, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, nah, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um, so, I do think she is a good character still, and I think she is a, like, she wasn't, even though they, ha like, have a sexualization, she wasn't really sexualized like that. You know what I mean? Like, it was a subplot with it. Of, like, and they didn't show her ending up with. You know, anybody, really. Yeah, so. she just got to do what she wanted to do. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, the forefront of the film. And then they did have the nerdy girl and the football player do end up getting together. Because mm -hmm. the nerdy girl ends up also going to Clint Howard, but she's wanting that guy. So there's, like, this little, like, love subplot. Wasn't really necessary. Yeah. But you kind of had to keep that going. Because, one, this is a teenage movie. So you already have the villain with the hall monitors and the principal. And then you have... The love triangle, you have the girl, since the main character, Riff, isn't in really, really involved with the love story, they have her with the Ramones trying to get, she writes songs, and she wrote Rock and Roll High School, and mm -hmm. she wants them to play the song. So that's the catalyst, almost, of why the Ramones are involved in right. this movie. They're her favorite band, oh my god. <laughs> And she could totally be a songwriter for them. Duh. She wrote Rock and Roll High School. I know. It's a classic already. <laughs> <laughs> and her, so basically kind of like her villain, I guess, or whatever, antagonist, is the groupie. Yeah, it's the group, the number one groupie. And she's called Angel Dust. <laughs> right. Which is pretty hardcore drug, <laughs> to my understanding. <laughs> so, um... You have that kind of as well. And so it's like there's all of these obstacles getting in their way because they find out the Ramones are coming to a concert. And, of course, they got to... She goes and she buys like a hundred fucking tickets straight up. For a thousand dollars. For a thousand dollars. And then the principal, always trying to stop them, is going to use them as an example and take... And only takes their tickets because they do lie and say no one else had any. Right. 
So they also are like doing the whole school solids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a pretty cool fucking thing to I do. I know. I was like, that's crazy. And then why wouldn't they have like saved two extra back for themselves? Exactly. Or Always have a backup. Exactly. So the whole time they have two teachers uh, that they kind of show that are interacting with Togar or having to like listen to her bullshit because they're even like, oh, she's kind of crazy. And it's the music teacher and the gym teacher. The music teacher is always like, mm, I'm not on board with this lady. And he's like the cool guy. Right. Um, and they had given him a ticket to the concert. So he ends up being kind of like. And he goes in his. Beret. Beret. <laughs> and they're all like making fun of him. But he has a heck of a time. I think one guy was like, what an elegant man. Or said something <laughs> to that effect. Did you hear That's that? amazing. No, I didn't hear that one. That's awesome. Um Holding his head high. <laughs> I, he was like my favorite character. I was going to say <laughs> that he was like one of the MVPs for like a supporting character for mm. sure. And then, that, But then that one scene toward the end where she's like taking his clothes off, I was like, this feels inappropriate. Yeah, but it was just taking off his overshirt. <laughs> so he no, could have... started taking his pants off. Oh, did he? Yeah, they have like but he was wearing them pants. later. Oh, he was wearing like different pants underneath. I guess. <laughs> Like shorts or something. Yeah, they had some some of the jokes where you're just like, ugh. <laughs> what I do love, though, is... So basically, Riff skips like three days of school to camp out and get these tickets. It's been this whole thing. That was prior uh, to the situation uh, with Togar. The, you can't go! And now they're <laughs> foiled. Their plans are foiled. But <laughs> when she's still waiting, this is when they had introduced, like I said, her rival kind of with the angel does. But when the Ramones drove up and it was like finally their first intro, because a good chunk of this movie, it, you know, doesn't actually have them. It's just like their right. their soundtrack. Yeah, I was even wondering. I was like, oh, is it just the Ramones music? Like they're not actually in the movie at all. Like, that's what yeah. I was wondering because mm-hmm. I didn't like. I don't like to watch anything about the movie before. Oh, I watch okay. It. There you go. <laughs> I knew enough. Like that, I knew they were gonna be in it. I just didn't know how far or how much like yeah. they were involved. So it was fun to see uh, their big intro in the convertible. And then there's even that one line in the song, which I guess is why they visualized it. But it's just like eating chicken. And he literally was like, there was like yeah. eating chicken in the He's fucking like convertible. Leg. Like, <laughs> it was so weird. And then you're like, ooh, and then you're going to go sing in somebody's face. <laughs> chicken breath. Like with chicken breath. Greasy chicken. <laughs> it was so random and funny. That part cracked me up. <laughs> and then they also have, like, a couple of dance sequences as well. Um, like I said, not, we did the one of her imagining them, like, singing to her. But there was one in gym class, and the whole gym's, like, just dancing. Um, a lot of the, like, uh, reckless abandoned rock and roll dancing of that era, where they're just kind of, like... Doing the twist. Just doing the twist. That's yeah. all they're doing. Uh, a lot of fun. Eventually, though, you get to the the big concert. So, like, I feel like that's kind of how this movie's broken up. Like, first half is the buildup of trying to get to the concert. Um, kind of everything, like I said, the obstacles that are going on. And your little bit of your love story plot. And then we go fully into... I got very Up in Smoke vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and apparently some of it was filmed at uh, a little bit of the Roxy and another place. Um, like rock shows. Mm. And the Roxy was also where I think some of Up in Smoke's little concert thing was also filmed. Okay. So that's why you get those similar vibes. Because they uh, were some of the same places. Nice. <laughs> uh and then pretty much it's just like a big long music video. Yeah. Which is okay. It's I mean, fine. 
Um, it was fun. I have to say their shows were probably a blast. Mm-hmm. When I was a teenager, I would have been all about Oh, that. yeah, for sure. 100%. That's what I was like. I, I wish I would have known about this movie when I was a teenager. Yeah, I, I would have. I would have appreciated it more. Definitely been it. Yes, I would have appreciated it much more. Because watching it as an adult, I'm like, you're kind of scoffing because it's so silly. It's so silly. And as an adult, you're, I just realized like, oh my gosh, like these kids are so young when they're famous, like being that famous, that young. Mm-hmm. So, and then like the silly choices you make. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's like cringy as well at yeah, times. And then like, oh, you're an they adult. Think they're so cool. I know. So I, <laughs> if I was 14, I would have been all about Oh yeah. Cause movie. I loved the Ramones when I was 14. Mm-hmm. I know that was when I was like fully like into punk rock. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am a punk rocker. I am so <laughs> into this. I'm a straight edge punk rocker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the principal goes full umbrage at this point. Yeah, right, Dolores. Yeah, and it's like now like going to them at these concerts and trying to interfere and then well getting the hall monitors too. I guess. And then she's going to be getting the parents involved now. So you know that's going on. Again, just one Ramones song after another. I like the Ramones. So I have to say that they had one fucking banger after another. They really did. Yeah. I mean, some of them <laughs> still cracks me up just because of his the way he would do his words. Oh, you know? yeah. Like the... <laughs> <laughs> So I was giggling uh, yeah, throughout. No. But they were catchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, for sure. Yeah, and I do like how it's like they had... Because even now, because the punk rock I was into, I got really into, like, thrash. Like, yeah. really shitty or, like, hardcore kind of stuff. That was where I evolved into. So the Ramones, to me, even looking back, they have such, like, the also... And I believe they even admit that they were a little influenced by, at least, the Beatles and... Um, Kind of like almost Motown like groups like that kind of rock rock mm. and roll of that era of the fifties a little bit kind of rockabilly yeah and um a little Beach Boy too in terms of the pop yeah I can see that because they had that Cal that like California yeah song. exactly all of those kind of like that kind of vibe so I will say that was really catchy in that it is like the kind of music you do hop around to and mm-hmm. everything like they have in pretty much like said the second half of the yeah. movie. I feel like PJ Souls did a good job of like being into it. Oh yeah, like you know, it felt yeah. like she was into the she music. Was committed, <laughs> she was committed. Um, so that was and she fun. was adorable in it. She looked older than a high schooler. Oh, definitely. Did, yeah, yeah. But yeah, still cute though. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I I really enjoyed the movie. I was like, oh, I wish I would have watched this as a high schooler. Yeah. I, um, will say, I think because I had the ads, I got a little bored with it. Yeah. Because I'm, like, watching it, and then it's, like I said, just, like, a couple of Ramon songs. Like, it was, like, a music video. I I kind of took a, like, broke it up, because when there was, like, another a Ramon song when they were like doing the show and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like getting up and like doing my dishes. And, yeah. You know, I should like, have like, I should have maybe time. been a little proactive. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I've listened to the Ramon so many times. I know all these songs yeah. like, but I, it had been, it's been long enough for me. Uh, that I, I enjoyed listening to him again. Oh, okay. See, for me, I'm just like, yes, I know the song. Yeah. Okay. Like, 
Um, but it was, again, it was a fun movie. I did enjoy it. I just wish I would have been younger when I first saw it. Because yeah. I just would have, like, been more excited about right. it. Um, I mean, I'm an old washed up punk kid now. Like, I'm more of my boho era. So, like, <laughs> so I'm a little more calm. And I'm like, that I'm was fun. I'm a little fun. more love and light now. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But I'm still like, oh, I'm punch your face in. <laughs> But just not so happy. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Ramones are a very happy punk, oh, I feel okay. like. Yeah. So, and while I appreciate it, I'm just like, that's quaint. <laughs> <laughs> I have real problems now. Um, and she does eventually get her song to the Ramones. And they love it so much that they even come back the next day at the high school because they do have... And that's where I felt like, even for this to be a fairly short, like, on-the-money uh, runtime... Uh, well, again, because I watched the ad, so that's probably oh, yeah. a contributor, but I do feel like it was too long. Like, I was also impressed, though, that there was, like, as much of a fleshed-out story as there was. I didn't think it was going to be that, like, in-depth, actually. Right, but it, I felt like it was... um For it to be that low budget... You couldn't tell. Yeah, no, I give them that too. And apparently, this is Morgan's part too, because the Ramones come to the high school, mm-hmm. rock and roll high school. She's like, yeah, I'm getting them on board. Um, because Togar had a good old record burden, which yeah. I feel like was a very yeah. 70s thing. And to I was do. like, wait, how did she get everybody's records? Because the parents, remember, oh, she had contacted okay. all the parents. So the parents were there, like, gave them all their shit. Again, weird, uh, like, authoritarian, like, yeah. you know, they were really vibing with that like especially with, like with the hall monitors address like fucking nazis or some yeah, shit like right. it was molesting <laughs> everybody <laughs> i know it was awful um so then they kind of like take over the high school and are holding it hostage <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like red dawn for the high school <laughs> and they had that police captain also looks so familiar yeah but i could I not i again forgot to look it up um, but he also looked very familiar from, like, maybe some movies or a TV show from that era that mm. I've seen. But basically, they take over the school, trash it, and then they literally explode it. Explode like, it, literally. Explode yeah. it, like, literally. Like, her nerdy friend is, of course, good at chemistry because she's nerdy. Oh, she well, and they have sciences. said that the whole time, that she's studying, like, what was it, particle physics or something? <laughs> oh, she's in the bu- in the basement splitting atoms. Yeah, because I love how even when they were at the concert, and it was one of the people, when they're trying to meet, I think the band or something, but the guy's like, oh, I loved your article in Scientific American. Like, so she's supposed to be like a published, like, fucking scientist. peer-reviewed scientist already in, in high, high school. school. She's a genius. <laughs> So she makes a bomb and blows the bitch up. Exactly. She's like, better nobody has it than Principal Togar. Togar. Sounds like a troll. Yeah. <laughs> or like orc name. The orc. Man flesh. Oh, man. Yeah, so that definitely would not fly today. No. But it was pretty funny to watch last night. I was like, I was not expecting that to be the ending. Right. Did you blow the... Burn the mother down. They burn that mother down. Um, and also at the concert, we did forget to mention that the nerdy guy, he finally, he finds out, 
Because Clint Howard does a whole thing where he's basically trying to set them up. Mm-hmm. Like, because he feels like they are a good couple together, even though the football He basically guy, tricks them into getting together. Yeah. And therefore, he doesn't have to give anybody a refund. Exactly. Because that, he's like a Ferengi. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. That's what it reminded me of. He had very Ferengi vibes. That's probably why I was attracted to him. Probably. <laughs> he had a little court quality to him. <laughs> so funny. Because, yeah, Tom, Tom's the name of the jock guy. And he's like, nobody likes him because he's fucking lame. And then he gets a wizard van. Or warlock van. A warlock van. <laughs> I was like, I mean, his appeal did go up a little my, bit, in my opinion. <laughs> You're like, I'm digging the warlock van. I'm digging the warlock van. And, uh, but he does find out that she had went specifically because she did like him and wanted to be with him. And then yeah. he's so flattered. And then he sees her in her, like, you know, rock show outfit. Which and is a cape. Like, yeah. And he's like, well, I guess. We can be friends. We can be friends and still. He friend zoned her. Fuck. Yeah. Because he kisses her at the end, though. Well, like when. That was after he saw her naked. Oh. They were having a phone party in the. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> phone party yeah so this movie was a trip in that respect it's just a lot of like dancing partying in the last yeah. scene and they have these little scenes where it's supposed to be like continuing to move the story forward basically but it's a lot of chaos yeah but yeah so you get it nicely wrapped though and it's little bow in the end you got the kiss you got Riff Randall getting, you know, her song uh, by the Ramones and they're gonna do it I'm glad that they didn't end up with the Ramones getting hooking up with her because I was like, she's still in high school, boys. That's, yeah. So <laughs> they at, at least, least they didn't do that. Yeah. they Like I said, it was cringe elements in it that just didn't hold up well. Yeah. And it was just a sign of the times. I mean, which is unfortunate, but that's just how it is. But again, it wasn't so... Like, it wasn't too much where you're like, this movie's unwatchable. You know, like, it was still... Poison Ivy quality. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, it still held up in that respect. It was really fun. I would see exactly why teenagers, especially, would love this movie. You Mm -hmm. know, like, fuck you. I'm going to dance, dance, dance. I'm going (laughs) to blow up the school. (laughs) It was like everything I would have loved. Yeah, exactly. As adult Stephanie... And having to watch it with ads, I did get a little bored. Um, But that's just because, again, I'm so familiar with their music. (laughs) And Joey being the lead love interest uh, for her. And his acting ability. And his acting ability did not hold up. I don't know. It was still entertaining to me because I was giggling (laughs) the whole way with his awkward pointing and looking at his his finger. (laughs) Like his little poses. I was like, he's used to pictures being taken. I think so. I think so. That's probably uh, pretty much what it was. Uh, so that was entertaining. And I ate some um, Reese's ice cream while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Had some good snacks. There you go. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, we actually had ordered, because um, it was Friday night, so we ordered mm-hmm. five guys burgers. Nice. Um, so yeah, I had a nice burger and fries, basically. And then, Ooh. Yeah, I watched nice. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, kind of like a teenager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, sounds good. Yeah. So. Like we were both like, Teenage, uh, teenage watching. I know. I even put chocolate syrup on it. Ooh, yeah. Like that is like kid. definitely yeah. a kid thing. Indulgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did not shit my brains out this morning. I was super surprised. <laughs> like, I ate ice I was like, cream. I ate ice cream and I digested it. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. See if I can handle an alcoholic beverage. Later. Uh, yeah, ooh, maybe. Really pushing the envelope today. <laughs> oh, so 
funny. So yeah, I say overall we enjoyed this movie, and I would recommend it for anyone uh, who's into punk rock and mm-hmm. anyone who likes the Ramones. The Ramones. Um, also teenagers, older teenagers. I mean, who are we kidding? Also young teenagers. I feel like he could be 13 and watch this. I feel like they've already seen everything on YouTube anyway. Right, that right. That to be seen. Exactly. So, so really, it's They know more than you comparison. do. Parents. Yeah. Well, and they would also be able to be like, oh, okay, that's racist. That's sexist. Oh, that's yeah. not right. This is a toxic you know? movie. Why yeah. would you recommend this to me? Exactly. And I'm like, sorry, bro. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Like, you gotta look underneath that, unfortunately. But, yeah, no, <laughs> fun teenage movie. It definitely, I feel like it hit the mark for back to school a thousand percent. Yes. That was a perfect thank movie. Thank you for the recommendation. Yes, thank um, you, Christopher. I Like I said, I'd never heard of this movie, so I appreciate it that mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll lead us into Jawbreaker for next month. Um, Which I'm our, excited about because it's been a long time. Yeah, the Blue Moon episode. Been a long time since we watched it. Um, I do remember it's just kind of dark. Uh, I don't remember a lot of specifics. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. When um, So someone in our um, group on Facebook. Oh, yes. We had, are in a group called Geeks United, by uh-huh. the way. <laughs> and posted I, I i would say their name but i don't want to we don't have their uh, permission yeah, necessarily so, so we're not going to call them out like that exactly. <laughs> so um it was the song that was in jawbreaker and i was like oh my god i totally forgot about that song I'm obsessed <laughs> nice and then i got like flashes of jawbreaker oh heck yeah <laughs> when i listened so to it was it. like a music memory exactly unlocked. i was like oh nice. yeah eee, i'm excited <laughs> i have a couple of like visuals um but nothing, yeah, like nothing overly, nothing overtly specific. Yes. <laughs> Other than I'm like, yeah, Rose McGowan was in that. Yeah, and Fern was her name in there, remember? Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> See, I even forgot that. They changed it to maybe, I can't remember. Mm. Yeah, I just remember her name was Fern. So, yeah. But that'll be fun. Mm. And as we discussed, maybe we'll do Brendan Fraser appreciation for September. Yeah, I think. Sure I should. A friend of A So, well, that was Rock and Roll High School. Yep. Rock, rock, rock and Roll High school. school. And as always, you can find us at Film Gazers <laughs> on um. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter on Twitter is where you can find the link to the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> you know you the know usual. The usual. And we are, uh, I'm going to say almost halfway through August. So that means I'm almost getting to the off season of our area. It's almost spooky season. Which also means it's also less time I have to work at my job, yes. which means oh, I have... Oh, it's on part-time hours? Well, not full part-time. Let's say, you know. A couple it's, hours. It's, even, even an hour Times are rough day. these days. But it's a day. I'll be dropping <laughs> yeah. down a day, so That's, I have more time... Yes, even better. ...to work on my uh, business. And I, then also, I will <laughs> have a little... Business. business. So I'll also have hopefully a little more energy to also then organize our um, social media stuff again. Yes. Get a little more proactive in that. Nice. I, too, will try to be more 
Oh, yes, involved. I know. Because yes. we've been slacking on everything. Sorry. It's been a rough summer, guys. Yeah. Um, summer is not my favorite. Like, um, and I, I think in other places, their winter is when they're like, oh, kind of moody and Oh, no. Hibernate. I definitely get That's seasonal depression yeah, in the summer. Sure. I get super sad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't go outside much in the summer here. No. Well, because we live in an area. It Tourist is. It's, it's reversed, too, yeah. though. Like, that's why people who actually live in places where they get, like, snowed in, and they're like, it's too cold to go outside to do anything. So that's when they get their seasonal depression. But for us, we're the opposite. It's too hot to go outside, mm-hmm. so you're just cooped up inside. It's rarely ever too cold for me to go outside. But here. Exactly. And honestly, though, out of the two, I think I'd still rather be snowed in than, like, heated in. Because when it's too hot outside, that means your AC also can only keep up exactly. so much. Exactly. So then you can't do anything but lay there on your couch because, yeah, because it's too hot. you'll start sweating if you do any excessive kind of work in your God house. God forbid you got to wash dishes. Mm-hmm. Or don't turn on the oven. Oh. Um, no, that's Every, when you got to do crock pot. Everything's cooking. been crock pot and air fried this exactly. summer. Like I rarely have used the oven. Uh, skillet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Skillet cooking. Andrew grills out, you know, in the grill outside. It's too hot for that. And, oh, I know. And then it's almost too hot for that. Exactly. So I am so ready to get August over with just so that way maybe we can get a little respite from some of the heat. Mm-hmm. At and, least at nighttime. If I yeah. just cool off at night. I'd be, and then the exactly. bugs wouldn't be as bad. Because, guys, right now, the heat index has been, like, 105 during the day. And then at night, it's still, like, in the 90s. It doesn't, like, go down. Like, we uh, do not get that relief. Luckily, where I humidity. live, I'm a little bit closer to the river. So, mm. it will get down to, like, 85 at my house. Ooh. So, that does help. It's been still, like, 89 here at yeah. night. Ugh. You're too close to the coast. Swamp living. (laughs) (laughs) So, time to hit the dusty trail. Until next time. Later, Later, taters. taters.